It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. So happy to welcome back to the show one of our uh, close friends and confidants. He's huge in the world of philanthropy, NFL veteran, and Super Bowl champion. Won a, a ring with the Colts in 2006. He is Ryan Deem. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Welcome back. Doing great. Thanks for having me. This is a, a follow-up conversation on uh, something we've been proud to support uh, for pediatric cancer. You do a, a bowling tournament every year, and you just did it uh, recently. And it, it, This is the follow-up to find out how successful it was. It keeps growing every year. So so what happened this year at Strike Out Cancer? Man, I tell you what, we had phenomenal support. Uh, tons of corporate sponsors this year really stepped up. Kind of, if they had been there before, they went up a notch, right? And then we brought in a lot of new sponsors as well. Great support from the community. Um, we had over 450 people at our event. Um, the bowling alley we use holds, uh, it's got 70 lanes. So you can imagine this place sold out to the max. Um, we had barbecue and all sorts of great food and drinks and people just had a really great time winning raffle prizes um, and raising a lot of money for the cause and, and that's really why people were there they weren't there for the barbecue you know that was a nice touch but they were there to raise money to help beat pediatric cancer I'm tell that's we've talked about that on the show that if you can go to an event support a great cause and and get some barbecue too that, <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win really then you're winning uh, throw in some bowling yeah I'm there maybe a few free drinks and there you go so you do have a tally on the on the cash that was raised absolutely uh, out the door after all expenses our net was over hundred and twenty thousand dollars hundred and twenty thousand dollars to think we did that in three and a half hours, you know, it, it kind of blows my mind. Just, again, so grateful for the support. Um, obviously, there was a lot of planning that went into it, but the actual event is is short and sweet and tight, and that's why people like it. They show up, they bowl, they have some food, they have some drinks, they win some prizes, and they get their wallets out, and it's fantastic. Uh, people just really, it's it's such a, a, a difficult cause to think about the realities of, you know, dealing with pediatric cancer. We have a few uh, uh, kids that come and speak that have been through this, and it really just resonates with people, and people want to contribute, and they want to help, and they did, and they came out strong uh, a couple weeks ago when we raised all this money. And you've been involved with pediatric cancer since your playing days, um, and I thank you on behalf of the citizenry of the United States that you've <laughs> stayed involved with it since you've retired. You haven't played in, a, in just a few months. Uh, how, how many years has it been since you have not played? Good gracious. We're going on that eight, many eight years. years. Eight, eight years. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, glad to, to know that you're still involved with philanthropy and, and pediatric cancer and um, raising awareness and funding uh, for um, the ailments that affect so many children across the country. This $120,000 went to the Peyton Manning Children's Hospital. Um, you mentioned that, uh, or at least I read that that the money raised has increased every single year you've done this. Is this the third year? This is the third year. Third year. The, the first year, our net was about seventy-seven, seventy-eight thousand. Uh, last year was about one hundred and seven thousand. So we made a big leap from that first to second year, and then we improved on it this year with one hundred and twenty. So, I mean, when we look at it all together, three years. Um, we're talking over $300,000 that has been pumped in directly to support research and clinical trials for kids that are dealing with this today, right now. So last year was also sold out. It was. The, the lanes. 
So to have that much increase in money raised, were there more auction items? Were you were know what it was? More intoxicated and giving more money. I mean, <laughs> those what, free what was drink the tickets uh, really loosened <laughs> things up. Yeah, uh, that actually that doesn't hurt. Um, but no, the uh, the biggest surprise of the night for me, we do a portion where we just call it the fun to cure or the bid to give, where essentially you're raising your hand or pulling out your phone and making your donation uh, just to contribute. You're not getting anything except just the good feeling in your heart that you're supporting this cause. And um, we use a company that can track it all digitally, real time, and we put up a chart. Uh, it's actually shaped like a heart and, and all that. And it fills up with little hearts as you're going along. And we set our goal for that portion of the event at $40,000. And I'm up there emceeing, right? And I'm nervous because that's a big number, right? I mean, uh-huh. 40000 I'm hoping that people are going to be generous and, and we're going to knock this thing out of the park. Because as MC, if, if you're stuck on $400, uh, yeah, yeah, that's 10 a minutes sell. in, you, you, you got to start tap dancing. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we've strategized a little bit. That's when we have the kids come speak. So it tugs at the heartstrings a yeah. little bit, of course. Um, you have to do that. But it, it helps people realize what a, a terrible thing this is that these kids have to go through and how tough these kids that have persevered through it are and what they're they're going to go on to do great things in life and it really helped um, open up everyone's wallets and hearts and they donated big we we sailed right past that 40,000 goal uh, just over 50,000 so that was a huge uh, difference from really year two to year three. I think people are really just starting to, to realize what an important cause this is and, and are willing to support it. Well, I know uh, some of the sponsors involved, I tip my hat to them as well. Northwestern Mutual uh, was involved. Um, you also had uh, Lucas Oil. Uh, who else jumped uh, up to, to help uh, out with this cause? Yeah, we had some great sponsors. Um, we had uh, Gaylor Electric, um, several law firms, Webster and Garino, uh, Next Year Capital, Demoling and Slama Insurance, uh, Colby and Kate's Charities stepped up. Um, Mitchell Dick McNeilis, another law firm, several, several great companies that really get it. And they understand that um, the corporate sponsors are kind of the backbone of your events. You have to have them there. Granted, from a uh, financial side of running a charity event, they are, you know, they're the big margin wins that you get. The people that sign up to come to our event to just bowl, you know, we love having them there, obviously, and they're going to donate something at the event, but it's kind of a wash on the registration. So you really need the corporate sponsors to help jumpstart the event. And then when people get there and realize what it's all about, that's when everyone else starts contributing and they kind of jump on board with what everyone else is doing. And, and that's what allowed us to raise that kind of money. Well, we love uh, recognizing corporations that get involved with their community and uh, to help this world become a better place. Uh, Ryan, we thank you for coming on to give us the update of Strikeout yeah. Cancer. And you can still donate through the year until the fourth annual, which is, which is coming up in 11 and a half months. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and you can still donate and find out about this at strikeoutcancerindy.com. Yep. All right, Ryan Deem, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Get to know Adam at adamrich.com. Get to know the radio show at adamrichshow.com. All right, get ready for a very fun interview and a conversation with Blythe Newsom. Blythe, how are you? Thanks for joining me. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, we're going to talk about breast cancer awareness and some of the foundation work you've done with breast cancer awareness. But before we get to that, let's set it up with what you do, who you are. You've done morning radio. You're now a syndicated columnist you write you've got books you've got a book do you have a book deal what's not yet but i'm, I'm I open to the, the idea please um, yeah, you can be a chapter i'll give you a whole chapter so i guess let's start with your writing what what do you are there 
I assume there's a blog that matches your your um, column. Uh, where can where can our listeners read about you and your column? What's it called? Your well, you website, can, maybe. You can find all the information about me and my story on um, Modern Mom, ModernMom.com. Just look under Blythe Newsom, and you will find our story, um, how it all started, and how we've gotten to where we are today. Our life story, the kids, the chaos, the craziness, the ups and the downs, and the, the realness of life. Okay, so we talk a lot about parenting on this show as well. Um, I'm a huge advocate for fatherhood and how important it is for uh, gentlemen uh, in today's society to be a responsible father and how important that is for their children. And I'm sure it's the same thing from your side of the gender uh, on being a mom. So let's talk about being a mom and parenting and how important that is. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad. It's we are their role models. We are that foundation from which they will grow from. And they're going to learn their values and their morals and so much from us. And it's a challenge. I mean, and it's messy. I thought motherhood, fatherhood, you know, you think all of that, it's going to be picture perfect, but it's not. It never is. So you have to sort of roll with it and know you can do this and that what's going on at this moment, you may want to pull your hair out, but the next moment, it's going to be so much better. So you just sort of get through it. And you know what you're talking about because you you told me you have six kids. Yes, yes, Six kids in nine years. So I totally understand the chaos and the craziness that comes with parenting. And how old are they now? They are now, now it's easier. They're a little bit older. They're um, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, and 22. Okay, so 12 though, that's still yes. young enough to have, you know, kid problems. And then approaching mid to late teens, there's the eye roll years where mom doesn't know anything, especially mom that writes a column, a syndicated column. There's the, I'm sure you've done an article on the eye roll. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My children have had everything they've ever done in their life written about. So they're very much used to the public knowing everything that we do and we'll go places and people actually call them out on some of the things that we've, um, that they've heard about or they've read about. But um, I've experienced it all. I mean, I've got two still in middle school that are young and being influenced by their peers and going through all of that. She's not nice to me or he's my best friend. The next day they're not to the high school kids are trying to make decisions about their future with colleges and the stress and the pressures that come with all of that. And now I have two in college and one about to get married. So b- before we get to your television career, which is very <laughs> interesting, this, I told you this was going to be an interesting conversation because you've done radio too, morning radio, and, and now you write the column. Uh, and it's modernmom.com is where we can read the column. So I've just got to ask what's your best single piece of advice for moms out there listening right now? My best single piece of advice, just breathe. Take every minute as it comes. Hold on to the good things. Let go of the bad things. Um, and just take it minute by minute. And as you can hear, there are <laughs> parents and families uh, around us uh, right now. So uh, we are uh, supporting and advocating parenthood right now as we speak. Our guest is Blythe Newsom. She is the uh, syndicated column- columnist behind Modern Mom and ModernMom.com. Uh, television, you were somehow invited to be on The Nanny. Talk about that. Well, we were hosting, um, it was our morning radio show one morning, and we interviewed the Super Nanny, and they were looking for some families. The Super Nanny. Okay, I, I apologize. I, I've i seen a couple of the episodes. I just want to make sure we get the title of the, na- of the show right, because I know our listeners know this show. My girlfriend knows this show. It's called <laughs> The Super Nanny. Correct. Okay. This was the real Super Nanny. Not the nanny. That's I'm talking Fran Drescher. You were not, no, on, the, I- <laughs> you were not on the nanny with Fran Drescher. You were on Super Nanny. What channel? This is um, ABC Super Nanny. ABC yes. Super Nanny. Yes. So we interviewed her one day, and they needed to do a family. They were looking for a family, and my co-host, sort of as a joke, said, you should do Blythe and her six kids. And they hadn't done a single mom and a lot of children. And um, at that time, we were 
um, losing a loved one to breast cancer. And so they wanted to do a show on grief, on grief. And the super nanny had lost her mom to breast cancer. So we sort of had that connection. So that was on a Thursday and they flew in that Monday and started filming and really changed our lives. And was it one episode you were on? Were you a part of a series? How'd that show work? It was just one episode. Um, which takes one month to film. So it's a big commitment and truly an experience. Um, But once it aired, they um, called us about a year and a half later and said, you are America's sweetheart family. You are the family that everybody asks about. Could we come and um, film the second episode, the 100th episode of Where They Are Now? So they came, and I will confess, but you can't tell anybody this. I I will not tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. The night that they called, I was up to my elbows in lice shampoo because (laughs) one of my children came home with lice and as I'm looking two other ones had it and I'm sitting here up to my elbows I've got kids with this goop in their hair I'm cringing thinking I need to call the CDC to just shut down my house because how are we going to contain this and here's ABC going but you're America's sweetheart family everybody just loves you wants to know what are you doing now and I'm thinking come on (laughs) we're washing the lice out of our hair but I welcome you come get lice come you know that's real life that's reality tv right there that is and that's that's what it is I mean that that is real life that is our life so you've got a psychology background Mm -hmm. plus the media so that's what you were able to help out on the super nanny with Mm -hmm. the grief as the topic um and we'll switch now to breast cancer awareness and what are some of the service projects I guess you've been a part of to bring awareness to breast cancer in America well one of the things that um after the super nanny we um, hosted the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk, which the American Cancer Society all across the country puts on these walks in the month of October. Mm-hmm. Um, we took part in that, and at that point, my children were three, five, seven, nine, and 11, and 13. So they were very young. They remember that so well. And of course, it's part of the television show, it's part of the super name that, that you'll see. But from that moment on, we became such big advocates of breast cancer. We have lost loved ones to it. Um, I have had a scare myself. I mean, it's it's something that so many, not just women, but entire families have been impacted by. And from that one moment of being involved in making strides against breast cancer, my children have continued to support it. My 12-year-old is a little boy, and his one thing that he is so determined to do is to find a cure for breast cancer. And no every kidding. every year, this little boy gets a new pink backpack to wear to school. And the reason why he says, Mom, pink is not a color for girls. Pink is a color that we're gonna remind people to save lives. And at 12, he every day takes this pink backpack. And when people say something to him, his own peers, why do you have a pink backpack? He tells them, because my Nana died of breast cancer and I'm gonna find a cure. So he continues the conversation at 12. That is super important, and I love to hear it. And it's great for me to hear as a parent and all of our listeners. Um, get your kids involved. When you get into a service project, if you're running a 5K for any kind of awareness or cancer awareness or breast cancer awareness, make sure your kids have an opportunity to run that 5K with you or at least know why you're doing it. And you may have the son or daughter who invents or finds or discovers the cure for cancer. That's right. And it's not even about the money. We don't always have money to invest in Mm -hmm. the causes we believe in, but you can get involved in them and you can bring your children and show them how to be involved. And then that time might come where financially you can be invested in it. But you know what? Give your time. Yeah. Give your heart. That that speaks volumes and stand behind what you believe in. It's not all about money because the the pink backpack is a great 
case study on every single kid that asks him about the pink backpack mm -hmm. gets an answer. And now I guarantee you at some point during the day, they're thinking about it. Right. Because they're like, okay, let's let's make fun of the pink backpack. And then in the ne at lunch, they're like, wait a minute. I remember hearing that my great-grandma died of breast cancer. Maybe I should get involved too. So it's just a great awareness. We cannot support or advocate awareness enough. So thank you for all that you do as a parent, as a mom, uh, with all the service work projects you do under modernmom.com. Uh, Blythe Newsom is our guest. I got to ask you about Twitter and Facebook. If you're on, if you like to do that, if you if you have uh, a lot of little snippets and tidbits you put out on social media, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Blythe Newsom, and um, I do. I share, continue to share the stories more on a daily basis of what's going on in our lives and the moving and the the good things that we do. It's um, parenting is challenging, but it's. It's also a lot of fun and moving. And I'm amazed when I share things that have happened, how many people like have the same similar situation. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice as a parent to know that we have this bond between each other. I think I'm, I'm, I don't want to put more on your plate okay. and suggest you to get another job on top of the 15 <laughs> things you're already doing. But I, I'm smelling some sort of pink backpack foundation where you know, the month of October, you know, you can turn on any channel, especially the NFL. Everybody in the NFL has pink on because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But there's 11 other months. Right. And pink, people are starting to realize that's, you know, you have a pink ribbon on your lapel. It's for breast cancer awareness. Uh, you know, there's a whole generation of, of little boys that need to know about this. And the pink backpack foundation project or service project, I, I think 12-year-old boys or 8 to 14 or whatever could get into this, hey, do you know why I'm wearing this? Try to make fun of me. I'll make you, I'll let you know why I'm wearing this. You're not going to make fun of me after me, after I tell you why I'm wearing a pink bat. I don't know, I'm smelling something here. <laughs> That's an extra five hours a day if you want to work on that. Uh, it's just a suggestion and then we'll support your pinkbackpack.org uh, new website that's, that we just hatched in this conversation. Sounds perfect. I can't <laughs> wait. Okay, I'm going to get started right now. And truly, that's a great idea, Adam. I think we're in business. We've, we've featured so many foundations on this show that started with, their, with a child who got behind a cause and the parents were like, all right, we'll go with it. And the next thing you know, they've got, they've changed their garage into the, you know, the merchandising center where they have all these trinkets or whatever printed up. And there there's boxes of stuff in their garage that they now sell for charity. So I'm, I'm seeing that you won't be able to fit your cars in your garage <laughs> anymore because there's going to be stacks and stacks of pink backpacks. I love it. I absolutely love it. Modernmom.com. Our guest is Blythe Newsom. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Adam. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. And welcome back to the Adam Ritz Show. We scour the uh, country to bring you stories of inspiration and in, uh, foundation work, charities, uh, philanthropies. And today I'm proud. I mean, I'm so proud and happy to be outside the continental United States. We are on the Norwegian cruise line getaway in the middle of the Caribbean between St. Martin and St. Thomas. The Adam Rich Show coming to you from uh, 
Um, actually, it, it's a tropical paradise, and I'm proud to bring on the show as our guest, um, cruise director here at Norwegian Cruise Lines, The Getaway. It's Joel Sanchez. Joel, hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you, Adam, for having me here. I can't thank, en- thank you enough for your time uh, to talk to us uh, about your work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, with the kids on board here. But before we get to that, uh, my knowledge and my point of reference for a cruise director, and I know you've heard this a million times, is um, Julie from The Love Boat. And I'm sure all the guests here on the ship, they think Julie Love Boat. I've seen you on this ship. I haven't seen you hold uh, a clipboard once or do anything that Julie did on that show, The Love Boat. You are, you're an entertainer. You're, you're, is cruise director synonymous with entertainment director? I mean, you are on the stages and entertaining. You are making this fun for everybody. I mean, that's pretty much what it is now. Uh, that's why usually I introduce myself. A lot of people don't know what a cruise director actually does. So a lot of the times I say I'm the director of entertainment as well. But it goes hand in hand with what you just said. It's it's about getting out there, having fun with the guests. Uh, you know, you become a performer, a dancer, a comedian. Uh, I mean, you name it, most of the time we have to do it, and uh, that's that's what it is now. So it's no longer the clipboard holder, and uh, as you can tell, I'm, I am a male. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's not, uh, I just would assume cruise director would be, you're the person with the clipboard that tells your guests what time shuffleboard is. And you, I mean, there's 20 stages on this ship, and you're on every single stage through the course of the day hosting uh, sexy legs contest for the guys, uh, and I did say for the guys, um, and then there's game shows you do, you're, you're dancing, you're hosting 80s retro dance parties, uh, what's your favorite part of your job? Um, honestly, it's definitely the hosting of the parties. Uh, I mean, that always gets me going. I love seeing everybody out on the dance floor, uh, having a great time, seeing the smiles on people's faces is definitely the highlight of, of my of my job. And uh, I mean, I, I feed off the energy of everyone else. So when the energy is nice and high and positive, I am having a fantastic day. And honestly, that's most of the time, every single day of the week, uh, I, I'm getting that, that vibe. And if I'm not getting it, then I'm not doing my job right. So then I always have to uh, tweak things here and there. But uh, for the most part, that's honestly uh, hosting the parties, uh, getting people going is definitely my highlight. Well, the whole world's jealous of you. You've got the job we all want. Cruise director on uh, on a ship through the Caribbean. It's Norwegian Cruise Lines. We're on the getaway. Our guest is Joel Sanchez, and we want to talk about your work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, one of the greatest charities uh, in the world, and your kids, the Make-A-Wish kids that get on board. Uh, you see to it that they have a good time. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Absolutely. I mean, uh, as you said, we try to make, make them feel as special as possible, um, and there's a few things that we we actually do they our make a wish kids do get options of what they would prefer to do so we we give them a full list and especially on my side for the entertainment side uh, a lot of different options that they do receive uh, you know a lot of kids sometimes aspire to be performers actors uh, singers and dancers so some of the things that really really kind of stand out uh, we have some great world-class entertainment here on board uh, such as burn the floor legally blonde the musical and what we do is actually have the kids uh, once they watch the show they can stay after and they get to meet all the cast members they get to take a a photo with just themselves with all the cast members in costume which is really really unique 
there's only a handful of individuals who actually get that kind of an opportunity. And we always extend that to our Make-A-Wish uh, kids. And uh, you can tell in their face how happy and how excited they do get when they have that opportunity. And that actually expands not only from our shows, uh, as I mentioned, Burn the Floor Legally Blonde, but we also have our Illusionarium show here on board where they can get a chance to meet all the magicians as well. And uh, it, it's really, really a very unique experience. Seeing a smile on a kid's face, Warms your heart. Seeing a smile on a Make-A-Wish kid's face, is uh, there's nothing better than that. And you were telling me about the uh, tie-in with Nickelodeon. This ship, the uh, the kids' area, the, the kids' swimming pool, like, I don't know what you call that, the water play area, the water park. Um, there's SpongeBob and Patrick Starfish is out there. Um, w- first of all, just curious, what's the tie-in between Nickelodeon and Norwegian Cruise Line? Well, Norwegian, and, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line and Nickelodeon has partnered up just to bring a, a different experience on the high seas and uh, and it is it's, it's absolutely amazing we have some great Nickelodeon events programming that's available to all our kids out there and uh, even for our Make-A-Wish uh, families that do come on board we do give them an, an additional extra event so a lot of times we have some events known as uh, Nickelodeon uh, poolside Nick Live poolside and uh, a kid will get slimed up in front of everyone and uh, most of the time to be it is awesome right you've seen it on tv before so we make it happen here uh on the cruise ship and um out of you know sometimes you have four or five hundred kids out there to get selected but we always make sure that our make-a-wish kid gets selected and if they're not they're not into being in front of that big crowd well then we do a private sliming for them where we bring that that uh exact event to just them, to the family that uh, that they're there with, of course, and uh, and it's a unique experience. So they get slimed uh, on their own. They get the pictures uh, and the memories to go along with that. And uh, you know, if they have some, as you mentioned, SpongeBob or Patrick, or you know, we have uh, Dora and Diego. If if any of these characters are their favorite characters, we'll make sure that either. They get woken up one day, one morning by their favorite character, kind of oh, just stop cool. stopping by uh, their stateroom, or they have a private meeting greet where they could, uh, you know, just take some great photos and uh, have that type of experience. How, now, wait a minute. You're telling me that the, the SpongeBob uh, mascot, the character, that giant square outfit can fit through the hallways and through a doorway of a stateroom here? <laughs> Believe it or not, we've made it happen. Uh, yes, he does walk sideways, <laughs> but uh, we find one way or another to make it happen. That's fantastic. Uh, the work with Make-A-Wish. Uh, if you know a Make-A-Wish family, uh, look into NorwegianCruiseLines.com. It's probably, I think it's NCL.com because um, this put a smile on anybody's face, especially a Make-A-Wish kid. And also disaster relief that Norwegian Cruise Lines works with. You were mentioning Katrina and some of the tsunamis around the world. I mean, you're obviously involved with the high seas and uh, NCL, Norwegian Cruise Lines, has uh, funding for those kind of uh, efforts as well. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen... Uh a lot of times when uh, disasters do strike, uh, the company will send out memos uh, fleet-wide just mentioning, especially to all the families that are affected, which a lot of our, a lot of where the tsunamis usually hits, a lot of our crew members are, are from uh, heavily from the Philippines, Indonesia, uh, so forth and so on. So they will always send out memos letting uh, letting passing along the information as to what was donated of course our condolences to the families that were uh, directly affected but i have i've I have been thoroughly impressed on the amount of support that the company does uh, provide to the crew members especially uh, for the family members that are back home 
We love meeting companies that get involved and make this uh, planet a better place, and Norwegian Cruise Lines is one of them. Joel Sanchez is our guest, cruise director here on the Getaway, one of the ships of the uh, NCL, Norwegian Cruise Lines um, fleet. And uh, before I let you go, I want to just have some curious questions from being on this ship. Sure. Uh, when we're in the middle of the deep blue sea, how deep is the water? Uh, I mean, at times, uh, I've heard up to fifteen to 25,000 feet. Oh, my gosh. So it's uh, no no deep diving right here yeah. for you. <laughs> um, okay, I saw a couple service dogs. Uh, when we're uh, a day at sea and we're nowhere near a tree, where do these service dogs go? Yeah, we have, uh, they, they're funny enough, I mean, uh, we do have special uh, containers and boxes that are available for them uh, near their stateroom. They're kept in uh, in crew only area of course you don't want to see that kind of hanging around in uh in our guest corridors uh but the guests are aware of where they can take the dogs and uh i mean for the most part these dogs are very well trained so they will not go unless they're in a, a special uh box per se uh if you may but we do have uh we do have it for them okay all right <laughs> Uh, how long are you on this ship, and when you get off of it, where do you go on vacation? So my contracts are four months on, four months on board, and then two months off. Uh, so it's not a bad gig, you know, yeah. being able to kick back, relax for uh, eight weeks, not doing anything. Yes. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. And back home is New Jersey, North Jersey for me. So on vacation, you work in the Caribbean, and on vacation, you go to Jersey. That's right. That's <laughs> that's my vacation, funny enough, right? <laughs> that's so crazy. Uh, Joel Sanchez. Joel, I'm sorry. Joel Sanchez, our guest and cruise director on Norwegian Cruise Lines, The Getaway. Well, you're an entertainer as well as cruise director. I can see you going somewhere in Hollywood or in the music industry. <laughs> you dance. Great. Uh, is there a personal digital profile that our listeners can look at for you, a Facebook or Twitter that you like to push out? Well, I'm, I am on uh, Facebook, uh, Joel Sanchez or Jersey Boy. That, uh, that's my uh, synonymous nickname here on board. Uh, so definitely uh, you could uh, follow me on there. Love to uh, always love getting new followers and uh just putting out information. It's uh, the industry is enormous, and you know, hopefully, we'll see where where I go from here. Well, you made my trip on this ship a lot of fun, and we thank you also uh, for your work with the Make a Wish Foundation and for disaster relief. It's Joel Sanchez. Thank you so much for your time, Adam. Thank you for having me. It was great. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.